0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe, and take a sip of coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. Hi, y'all. Now, I love me some Jeff Foxworthy, especially his jokes about you might be a redneck if. Now, don't get all offended because I just said redneck. It's culturally appropriate for a southern redneck to use that term. And y'all, don't get me started on the term culturally appropriated either. Yeah, it's going to be one of those podcasts. Anyway, I love his jokes mainly because I can relate to them so much. My favorite is the one, if you mow your lawn and find your grandpa's car, you might be a redneck. Okay, if you're from my neck of the woods, you totally get that one. Now, some of you who have been homeschooling a while will relate to these. But if you're listening today and not homeschooling yet, you might be surprised to find out you already have the heart and mindset of a homeschooler. Now, here are a few you might be a homeschooler jokes. Let's see how many of them you can relate to and how many of them make you laugh out loud because they're so true for you and your family. Okay, here goes. If you spent three hours in Barnes and Noble and left without buying a book, you might be a homeschooler if the only time you spend in the public school is to vote you might be a homeschooler if you and your family have ever toured a factory of any kind you might be a homeschooler if your child's report card has ever been written on a napkin because grandma wants to know how they're doing you might be a homeschooler hey if birthdays are school holidays you might be a homeschooler if you've ever done schoolwork in your pjs a costume or a sparkly tutu, you might be a homeschooler. If part of your school budget are library late fees, you're definitely a homeschooler. If your school lunches are actually good, you might be a homeschooler. If you invite your librarian to your family celebrations, you might be a homeschooler. And that's a true story. If your child walks side by side with their friends instead of in a single file line, but When they're asked to line up in a single file line for a ride or for a tour and your kids have no idea what that means, you might be a homeschooler. If your kids have to constantly ask you the grade they're in, you might be a homeschooler. If you look forward to the start of a school year so that you can finally have the parks and museums to yourself during the day, you might be a homeschooler. But wait, there's more. If you find yourself talking to yourself and you tell your kids, be quiet, I'm in a parent-teacher conference, you might be a homeschooler. If your dining room table looks like Pinterest exploded on it, you might be a homeschooler. And if your family vacations are extended field trips, you might be a homeschooler. And finally, if you and your children know the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution, And you can recite the Bill of Rights and even explain the first two better than any of the guys on CNN, you might be a homeschooler. So, how'd you do? Are you a homeschooler? Are you a homeschooler and you didn't even know it? Now, I used to tell moms that homeschooling wasn't for everyone, but that if God was calling you to homeschool, you should accept the call and take that leap of faith. Now, in today's crazy, mixed up, upside down world, I'm officially revising my advice. Mamas, it's time to take your children out of the public school system. And if you're already homeschooling, it's time to keep them home and don't ever look back. Yes, friends, I'm going there today. So why should you educate your children at home? Oh, friends, let me count the ways. And here's a disclosure first. This is not an attack on teachers. I'm a former teacher. Many of my dearest friends are teachers and several of my favorite people are working on their teaching credential right now. This is not against teachers. God bless them. This episode is not about teachers, but about our views on education and how children learn. It's about why our compulsory school system is not only a failure, but it's full of evil agendas. Now, if you haven't read John Taylor Gato's books, you need to start with these three classics, Dumbing Us Down, The Hidden Curriculum of Compulsory Schooling, The Underground History of American Education, and my favorite, Weapons of Mass Instruction, A School Teacher's Journey Through the Dark World of Compulsory Schooling. Now, first, let's make sure you know the true history of America's compulsory schooling. Contrary to popular belief, compulsory education does not have a long tradition in the United States. It wasn't until the late 19th century that our nation established its first you-must-go-to-school education laws. Compulsory education failed to gain approval for several decades after the founding of the U.S. Yes, some of our founding fathers did advocate for some kind of public education. But the majority of the American people were unwilling to give up control of their children's learning. Children in the 1700s and the early 1800s were largely homeschooled and were apprentices as teens. I mean, look at Laura Ingle Wilders. Look at the 20-plus U.S. presidents that were homeschooled in one form or another. Now, it wasn't until the late 1800s that compulsory education found support among individuals in the progressive movement, and that is when they began to push this radical agenda on our families. The progressives and the so-called experts felt it was essential that the state, not the parents, directly control the education of its citizens. Now that's their words, not mine. Notable progressive and educational philosopher John Dewey and other progressives found an example of their ideal educational system in the early Soviet Union. Dewey described it this way The Russian educational system is enough to convert one to the idea that only in a society based upon the cooperative principle can the ideas of educational reformers be adequately carried into operation. In other words, the only way to create obedient, conforming little soldiers was to take over and infiltrate their education. It was the Russian dictator and mass murderer, Vladimir Lenin, that declared, give me just one generation of youth and I'll transform the whole world. The American progressives took this idea and ran with it. Now keep in mind, Public schooling was always more political than educational. The pre-public school compulsory schooling in the United States was not a nation of illiterate citizens. Ninety percent of its citizens in the mid-19th century were able to read, write, and perform basic arithmetic. The masses were not dumb or illiterate. Have you tried reading some of Ben Franklin's writings or the Federalist Papers? Have you looked at a math textbook from the early 1800s? How are you at reading and understanding the King James Version of the Bible? The vocabulary of these writings and the complex problems of an eighth grade arithmetic book is far greater than what our current curriculum is using today. So why insist there was a problem to be solved when there wasn't? And that the solution to the so-called problem was locking up our children into a classroom. Now, because of these laws, lower and middle income parents were then forced to send their children to the local public school where they were to be taught. The state now had the next generation for seven hours a day, five days a week. Lennon's vision and Dewey's objective was becoming a reality. Now, John Taylor Gatto wrote, is there an idea more radical in the history of the human race than turning your children over to a total stranger whom you know nothing about and having those strangers work on your child's mind out of sight for a period of 12 years? Could there be a more radical idea than that? Back in colonial days in America, if you proposed that idea, they would burn you at the stake. They would have called you a mad person because it's a mad idea. That's from John Taylor Gatto. Now he goes on to describe it as government schooling is the most radical adventure in history. It kills the family by monopolizing the best times of childhood and by teaching disrespect for home and parents. Yes. Dare I call public schools indoctrination centers? It's here we have allowed our government to build a way of life that creates individuals who depend on people and their government to do whatever they're told. The goal, remember, is to build good little soldiers who do not question authority, but who rely on the authority for guidance, assistance, and direction. Schools aren't teaching our kids to think for themselves. They're teaching them what to think. The truth is that schools don't really teach anything except how to obey orders. And they do a really good job at that. In the book, Dumbing Us Down, John Taylor Gatto goes on to explain, Government schooling made people dumber, not brighter. Made families weaker, not stronger. It ruined formal religion with its exclusion of God It set the class structure in stone by dividing children into classes and setting them against one another and segregating them by age and ability. Their goal is to separate us and to divide us. One of the first things a family tries to teach its children is the difference between good and evil, between right and wrong. But one of the first things our schools try to do is to destroy that distinction. There is no ultimate truth. That's what's being taught in the school systems. And in the past 10 years, we have seen them do this remarkably well. Our children are being indoctrinated. If your kids are in one of these indoctrination centers, administrators and school boards have weaponized the system to push an anti-American agenda onto your kids. Brainwashing and propaganda does exist and at all levels of education, even in kindergarten. If your children are home or in a private school, you still need to be on high alert. They are being indoctrinated by social media, by the books they're reading, and by their peers. Now keep in mind, mamas, even if you homeschool, the youth being taught in these schools may not be your children, but they will be your future teachers, your future judges, your future health officials, your future leaders, and your future policy makers. It's not okay anymore to just bring our kids home. That's just the first step in standing up to and destroying the political and evil machine we call compulsory education. Now make no mistake, they are coming for our kids. Biden is calling for compulsory pre-K or early education, California is toying with the idea again of making kindergarten mandatory. COVID vaccines for five-year-olds are just around the corner. I do believe one true blessing of COVID and the 15 days of lockdowns to flatten that curve was that the curtain was opened. Mama Bears began to see who was really behind the curtain in Oz. Many moms finally woke up and said, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And if you're one of my friends, the statement probably wasn't so sweet. It was more like, what in the heck is happening here? Where the heck am I and what happened to my beautiful country? Crisis schooling removed the veil. Mandates and unscientific and unsupported mandates caused the scales to drop. The underbelly of the beast was finally exposed when moms got a peek inside the Zoom classrooms. Moms also began to realize how much time was wasted in the classroom, and what evil agendas were being passively and aggressively taught in the classrooms. Mama bears were awakened by this crazy, woke environment around us. Yes, these things have been creeping into the curriculum and policies for decades, But as long as the school system kept the parents disengaged and uninformed, the school system had free will to do whatever they wanted with the kids. Wow. All that to get to the reasons why it's time to bring your children home and to keep them there. Well, the first reason is because of critical race theory. Second reason is because of comprehensive sex ed. Third one is this idea of gender fluidity. The fourth one, all these medical mandates. The fifth one, this revisionist history being taught. The sixth one is this idea of global citizenship. And finally, the last one is that they're just dumbing us down. Okay moms, reread Orwell's 1984. We're living it right now. Read Revelation and the Major and Minor Prophets. We're watching prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. Now, the first reason, critical race theory. Look into the origins of critical race theory. It's not benign. It's very cancerous. At its core is division, and its core is to pit one group of people against another. It stands against every value that this country was founded on. Its aim is to destroy Western civilization and any form of autonomy. It's been in the classroom for a while now, but under pseudonymes, like social justice and multiculturalism and ethics studies. It all sounds harmless, right? But it's nothing but hatred, bigotry, and reverse discrimination. It makes movements like Black Lives Matter legitimate, Now, one of my son's first assignments in a community college speech class was to take a white privilege inventory. Then he had to share his score with the class and then write an essay on how he would fix two of the privileges that he had so that he wasn't, quote unquote, offensive to his peers anymore. Not my words, people. Those were the professor's. Well, my son promptly picked two things that apparently gave him privileged status. One was the fact that his parents were still married, and two, that he was patriotic and he loved his country. So he proceeded to write his essay on how he was not privileged, but that he was blessed. So everywhere in the essay where he was supposed to use the word privileged, he used the word blessed instead. He wrote stuff like, he was blessed to be raised by two parents who loved him and each other, and that the lessons he learned about love, marriage, and relationships were a blessing because of this. He also wrote that he was blessed to have been born in this country and that there was no other place in the world. He would rather live. He was blessed to be an American and he was proud of it. Flaws and all. Now, while his peers responded positively to his ideas, My son, sadly, still gets flipped off as he rides around town in his truck that has his American flag flying behind it. Apparently, the flag flying behind his truck is extremely offensive to many people. Now, another reason to run far, far away from the public school classroom is because of the soft pornography our kids are exposed to under the guise of comprehensive sex education. Here in California, it's called the Healthy Student Act. I wish I could share with you some of the lessons and materials from the curriculum called positive prevention that's being used in many of the school districts around the country, but the language and the diagrams are just too sensitive for me to read aloud. Even a young mother who tried to read some material from her child's health textbook while at a school board meeting couldn't quote the words directly in the meeting because they were just too inappropriate for the setting she was in. So it's okay to read it in science class to a bunch of third graders, but it's not okay to read it at a school board meeting in front of a bunch of adults. Something's not right here, folks. Nestled inside these positive prevention textbooks is a huge push for pro-abortion agenda too. Kids are being taught that life doesn't matter, that intimacy between a husband and a wife, that doesn't matter. That parents' opinions and advice about pregnancy just doesn't matter. They're taught subtly and overtly that their teachers and their counselors should be trusted more than their parents with these kinds of decisions. Do you know what guest speakers are coming to your child's assembly if they're still in school? Do you know what preventative materials are being passed out at your local school district? Mama bears, it's time to pull them out. And keep them out. Now, another reason to rethink going the compulsory schooling path and another reason to get involved in your local school district is the denying of science with regards to gender. Y'all, it's a fact that every person listening to this was birthed by a female with female organs. No one can deny this fact. Yet schools are using this to confuse our kids. The pronoun police can actually get you fired if you refer to a biological female as a she. If, as an English teacher, I refuse to use the plural pronoun they to describe the young man before me and instead use singular masculine he, I'm deemed transphobic and a hater. Trans story hour is coming to a classroom near you. Now, hey, if you want to attend, that's your prerogative, but the school should not make it mandatory for all to attend. And let's get something else straight. Just because I may not agree with you on gender fluidity and the idea of multiple genders, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I disagree with a lot of people on a lot of things, but that doesn't mean I hate them or their opinions. It simply means I do not agree with you. That's it. I believe we're created male and female and in God's image. I believe gender-specific bathrooms are safer than neutral bathrooms and locker rooms. And yes, I do believe trans athletes have no business competing in women's sports. Do you see how denying the facts and biblical truth of maleness and femaleness Just open up a can of worms in all areas of life and education. The school system even has our kids confused about them being male or female. Now, another current reason to remove your kids from school and to keep them home is because of medical mandates. Parents and only parents should have the right to make medical decisions for their own children. Period. Now, I don't care if you're pro-vax or anti-vax or pro-mask or anti-mask, whatever. It's the parent's role and the responsibility to decide what's best for their child, not the state or the school. And how dare a school or the government think otherwise? It really isn't about medical decisions anymore. It really is all about freedom. If they can make a child wear a mask all day to protect him from getting an illness that he has a 99.9% chance of surviving, then they can make us do anything. We are dehumanizing our kids by depriving them of giving and receiving smiles. And perhaps that's part of the goal. Make good little soldiers who conform and follow the rules, no questions asked. Keep them muzzled and keep them quiet. If they can segregate us medically and shame us into taking medicine that we may not even need, what else can they do? Mamas, take these mandates as a blessing in disguise. If God has been calling you home to homeschool and you haven't done it yet, perhaps this is God's way of making it very clear to you that it is his plan for your family. And if you've been second-guessing God's call in your life to homeschool, and you've been thinking about putting your kids back in traditional school, perhaps this is God's way of making it abundantly clear you are exactly where he wants you to be and exactly where he needs your family to be. Perhaps homeschooling is God's protection for you and your family. Do you remember the last you-might-be-a-homeschooler joke? It was, if you... And your children know the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution and can recite the Bill of Rights and explain the first two better than the guys on CNN? You might be a homeschooler. Well, it's funny, but it isn't a joke. The radical left and the progressive movement is revising our history, and they're leaving out important historical information in the process. Yes, America does have some pretty ugly scars. But there's no country in the world or in history who has fought so hard to heal those scars and to prevent them from happening again. And America was founded on biblical Christian principles. Read any primary founding document and it's clear. We are a country of immigrants and we're proud of it. We're a country that welcomes immigrants and the masses flock to America because they know that this is the land of freedom. One of the best blessings of homeschooling is being able to teach my kids true history from the original sources. And we studied it all. We studied the good, the very good, the bad, and the ugly. We had the freedom to use our Bible as our primary history textbook. We read our way through history by reading biographies of brave men and women who built this country and who changed the world for the better. If there's any reason to pull your child out and keep them home, it's so you can teach them true history. History will repeat itself if its citizens don't know where they came from, what mistakes they made in the past, and which heroes to emulate and why. Reagan had it right. Freedom is but one generation away from extinction. Now, another reason to bring them home and keep them home is to teach them Their true citizenship is not here, but in heaven. We're not global citizens who need to bow down to an international community and to give up our rights and our values for the quote-unquote good of the world. Our home is not here. We are just travelers here. The best reason to homeschool is the ability to teach God's truth to our kids. A one-world order is coming. The New World Order terminology is already being used. Global currency is now on the table. And did you know that the One World Religion Center is set to open in 2022 in the Middle East? God told us the world would reject him and move towards global citizenship and towards a one world religion. A world with no borders and a world with no absolute truth. Our children need to know they're citizens of God's kingdom. They are sons and daughters of the Most High, that they're a holy priesthood set aside to bring God glory. Mamas, bring your kids home and keep them home so that you can start each day in God's word. Use it to counteract the lies that will continue to bombard your home even though they're home. And finally, the school system's main objective is to dumb us down an illiterate ignorant population is easier to manipulate and control citizens who cannot think critically who do not know good from evil who don't understand the meaning of freedom and liberty well they just won't fight back they won't stand up for something they don't understand or for something they don't even know exists mamas home education is not new It's been around since the dawn of time. It has produced great minds, great thinkers, great bodies of work, and great free civilizations. What has compulsory education created? Well, just watch the news. Listen to our so-called leaders. Read modern textbooks. Scroll social media. The evidence is right before your eyes. You'll see ugliness. You'll see evil you will finally see hidden agendas the problem isn't you or your radical idea to educate your child at home the problem is the school system and its radical ideas to capture your children mamas it's time to bring your kids home and keep them home if any of this podcast resonated with you struck a chord or had you screaming oh yes then you might be a homeschooler. Well, that was an upbeat Coffee with Carrie episode. (laughs) Not, sorry about that. But thank you anyway for hanging out with me for this very long and quite serious coffee break. As my mama used to say, sometimes I just needed to be kicked in the pants a bit to get me going. So sorry if your rump is a bit bruised today, but I hope you were encouraged and inspired in some way. Now, if you heard something that hit a chord, then share our podcast with a friend who's thinking of homeschooling or with a homeschooling friend who's thinking of putting her kids back into traditional school. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast book and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, God bless, and see you next time.